1: joining us periodically and we are giving shout outs to some of the amazing people who have been working at the Center for Autism and Related Disorders for double-digit decades. Double, Stop and think about that, double-digit decades. These are people who have been working in, in the highest capacity helping Children, teens and adults to reach for the stars and to be able to do things that they maybe previously struggled with before. It's kind of amazing as we've been doing these episodes. It's been humbling to meet some of these people. And today we've got an incredible Line up for you, but we want to remind you that the show is still meant to be interactive. We want to hear from you, your thoughts, your feelings, your questions, your concerns. We're live right now on Facebook, on YouTube, on Twitter, on our homepage, autism live.com, and a bunch of other places as well. And we also are available as a free download wherever you get your podcasts. We are the number one rated podcast for autism. I know I take such pride in saying that. It's so cool. And we're that because of you guys, because of you viewers that you made us the number one podcast for autism. And it's a list of like, it's impressive, heavy hitters. So thank you for doing that. Uh, But you can find us free download. Uh we're available on some places like on iTunes. You can get us either video and sound, or you can get just the sound only, audio only. Take us in the car, take us on your walk wherever you want to be. But we enjoy having you here with us. And how could I leave out? Dr. Doreen Rampiche is here with us right now. I just am in awe of her. She is, I believe, the preeminent expert in the field of autism in this time and, and any time, really. It is always a treat to be here with her. She's the founder of the Center for Autism and Related Disorders. She's the founder of Autism Care Today, an amazing charity that's given away literally millions of dollars now to families in need for the things that they need. And she's an incredible human being. I have never met someone who is as devoted to helping individuals than, than she is. And, and it's not just the individuals on the spectrum, but it starts with that. She's devoted to helping the families as well. One of the things that we love about her is that she sees individuals on the spectrum as whole human beings. Oh, if only we could get all experts to see them that way. Uh, and, and talks about autism from that perspective. So Dr. it is is such a treat to be here with you again. Thank you for joining us.
2: Shannon, you're you're way too kind to me. Thank you so much. I love you, and um, you know I love what, you more.
1: Let's be clear. Thank you,
2: <laughs> thank you. Um, And I gotta say that you know some the thank you first of all for agreeing to do these shows because this is very important to me. Um, you know there there are a lot of people. Uh, I mean, we talk about my journey at, at Card and having been so blessed and so lucky to have uh been i mean all of my journey you know just falling into this field has been incredible uh but the and maybe if we have extra time i'll talk about my journey at the end of this this show but the truth is there are so many people along my path that have in in huge ways uh, contributed to what we all do um, in the world, not just at Card, but like in the world. And these folks are very important to me. Uh, they are. They continue today to work hard and to contribute to the lives of children on the spectrum. Other uh, employees, Cardians, who are also helping. They train. They mentor. They work with families, they work with schools, they do everything they can to spread their knowledge and to help the children live better lives. And these folks are just amazing to me because they remain dedicated for so many years. And I thank you, Shannon, for doing these shows so that we have an opportunity to honor them and talk a little bit about their lives and their journeys and what they've done. Because being in in this field and contributing for 20-plus years is really truly something that needs to be celebrated.
1: Absolutely. And I think this is so good and healing for our families and for people uh, that are watching the show that are on the spectrum to see all of these people whose hearts are pure, who want to help, and to put, you know, I think sometimes people go, oh, it's this group of people that are over there. And to see these people who have their own lives and are so passionate about being helpful in this field, I think it's very healing for all of us. So it, I think it's a treat. Uh, so no need to thank us for making room for it. I think it's brilliant. And it, and I know whenever I got to meet someone who was excited to work with my kiddo, it made me happy to the core of my being and made me feel like there was good in the world. So to see all these people who want to work with our kids, it's it's really a little bit of a rush. So uh, let's not postpone. Let's, our, our first guest has been waiting for a while. She is a rock star, a serious force to be dealt with. Marina Balkan. Uh, And she's another person we've talked on the show about people who say nice things about people behind their back. Marina is somebody who uh, I'll I'll tell a little story later on, uh, because she had the ultimate people saying nice things about you behind your back. Um, But (laughs) Marina, I want you to talk about her though, Dr. Grand Pichet. Well, yeah, welcome. welcome
2: Marina. Marina. It's lovely to see you, first of all. Um, and I want to say I have a lot of different awesome memories from uh, about Marina, one of the important ones that, you know, these are all the things that happen in our lives. And I have to say, one of the toughest times for me at CARD was when our we had um opened a lot of offices and one of our offices that was in torrance which is you know uh, uh, near the airport in los angeles area um and the the folks who were in charge of that office were people that i trusted and uh unfortunately they did not want to be a part of our mission or our company and so they left which is totally fine but they left in a pretty bad way and they actually took with them uh, the entire almost the entire staff at the Torrance office they opened their own office very close by and they took almost the entire uh, card Torrance employee group as well as a lot of our families as well as our administrative staff they pretty much made it so that we would have to shut down. And if it wasn't for uh, two particular individuals, Marina and on another show, we will have Sarah Niehoff um, who stayed with us and not only stayed with us, but continued to take that office and build it into what it is today. Um, If it wasn't for them, uh, we would have had to shut that site down and that would have actually been a pretty significant hit for me at that time more emotionally than than anything else because it would have been one of our, our like we'd never experienced that before and so I always feel very grateful to Marina for having kind of stuck by me in that sense and stuck by the families and just continued to Uh, keep uh, her vision on helping kids and doing the right thing it was a very strong sign of integrity and so I'll start with that and I'll say welcome Marina we love to have you here tell us a little bit about your journey and when you started what year was it and all the amazing things that you're doing today
3: hi guys thank you so much for having me today this is such a cool opportunity Um, I started with CARD when I was a junior at UCLA. I was actually taking a class from Dr. Ivar Lovas, and we had a presenter from CARD talk about CARD as an organization. And from the moment that she started speaking, it really just struck me that this is the organization that I need to work for. I was anxiously getting that employment application and making sure that I submitted it because it really just seemed like... Just the sign that this is exactly where I needed to be. So I started with Card in 2020 in 2001. So this year is my 20th anniversary of working for Card, and I started working in our Torrance office. And um, Card's been my home ever since. So I've gotten to work as a behavior technician, and as a supervisor, and a clinical manager, and um, as a currently as a region manager. I, get to work with our centers in LA County and support the families and the staff across those locations. That's
2: right. And how That's many, how many, many uh, are you uh, actually with right
3: now? So I was working with our Arizona and California offices. So at one point I was working with 24 centers, which is definitely, a lot to spread yourself out across so now with la county i'm working with 10 offices so it definitely gives me a chance to give everybody just that attention and support as they need with the administrative or clinical questions that come up um so currently yeah it's 10 centers in our la county region
2: that's awesome Wonderful.
1: marina can you do me a favor and lower your speakers your output when when dr grampy is talking it's it's making a loop um oh, yeah, but i, I gotta see. tell you um I always like to tell people when people are saying nice things about them behind their back. And many years ago, we had a gentleman who worked with all of us who uh, I don't want to say his name because I don't want to do that, but um, he was a great, great person. And, but it was a little dour as is the word that I would use. It was a rare thing if he praised you or anyone or anything. Okay. And there was one day that he said to me, you know, I would have regular meetings with him and he said to me, he said, uh, do you know this Marina Balkan person? And I said, why, yes, I do. And he said, uh, she's pretty incredible, isn't she? And I said, "Yes, yeah, she is. And he said, she's really something, isn't she? And I said, yes. And in my head, I was like, I got to call Marina and tell her that he said this about her behind her back. Cause it was like the highest praise that you could possibly get. And then shortly after that you were at corporate. And I remember, going to an event where you were at and I was like I just got to tell you people are saying nice things about you behind your back on the highest level I don't know if you remember that and I and I think I told you who it was that said it but I I just I remember going like that is incredible if you can get him to say that you're something special woo! and I have no idea what specific because you do nice things and wonderful things for families all the time Marina so I have no idea what specific thing it was but But I was like, that girl's on fire. Because if he said that, woo! Uh, Do you remember
3: me coming to you and telling you that? I don't remember that exactly, but I can guess who you're talking about. And that's definitely high praise and a very nice compliment to hear, absolutely. Yes. (laughs) Uh, But it's certainly not the only one. We get
1: families all the time who are in your region who are so grateful for your leadership and your guidance and the way you keep the wheels on the bus because that's that in and of itself is a hard thing marina uh but you run a tight ship
2: yeah i want to say i want to also add to that marina like i think it's it's a um, not an easy task i think shannon to Uh, have been able to do both operations management as well as still remain a good clinician. And I know that uh, for many, many years, Marina was wearing both hats, Uh, even though she was supposed to be just a regional manager for 24 sites, which in itself is kind of crazy. She was actually a senior regional manager because all the other regional managers wanted her to be their, their lead. And, uh, but in addition to that, which is really, I, I can't even explain to our viewers how difficult that is because every site has multiple different levels of management and Marina was kind of responsible for holding all of those together, right? From the operations managers to the clinicians, supervisors, staff, BTs, etc. But in addition to that, she still had a caseload which was not an uncommon thing for us clinicians because we were always so short of BCBAs. And to be able to say, okay, I'm gonna do that crazy job, which actually is double what any human being should be doing, but I'll also continue seeing a couple of kids because there aren't enough supervisors out there, is pretty amazing. And, And being able to juggle both of those things is tremendous.
1: Absolutely. I just want to thank you, Marina, for all the things that you do on behalf of all the families, uh, for for having done this for so long and for having a standard of excellence and, and making sure that the families are getting what they need.
3: Thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you so much. I'm so grateful to CARD for everything that I've learned in my career and just to be able to help so many families and staff. It's been such an amazing experience. Thank you.
2: Oh, and before we let you go, Marina, I want you to, I want to congratulate you because Marina recently got engaged, Shannon. I don't know if you know really? that. <laughs> yeah, congratulations. Just, oh, congratulations. That's a wonderful thing. And uh, we hope that you will have just as much success, if not more, in your personal life as well. I'm very happy for you.
3: Thank you so much, Dorian and Shannon. Thank you.
2: Yay. How congratulations. Wonderful. Thank, thank you. you so much
1: for waiting a little bit on the show. We love you very yes, much. Take care. Thank of you. Bye-bye. Uh, so great. I, I am so ridiculously excited about our next guest. Um, And of course I, I if we have time, I have a story. If he lets me tell it, cause I always embarrass him with this story. Uh, But he is, he's like one of those you know how they are like circles and everything kind of radiates out from it. He's like a center point. um, Just somebody that is a grounding influence at card. And that so many great things radiate out from, Um, I adore the ground he walks on. And I think he knows that, but I I'm not ashamed to say it 32 more times uh, or 32,000 more times. We're talking about the fabulous Hank Moore, I can't wait to hear what you have to say about him, Dr. Pichet, because he's incredible. Yeah, I can't,
2: I can't, uh, I can't go there too much, Shannon. We're going to have to pull out the tissue boxes again. Get him oh, out. My God. Okay, so I have a million stories about Hank, which I probably am not allowed to say live. So <laughs> I think I'm embarrassed to him. A hundred times in different events by telling these stories. but I will say that he I agree with you he's and Hank also by the way, is is I think more than twenty five years at, at card, and he is uh, in some ways similar to Vince uh, who we had on a different show um, that he is someone who is one of my um i guess, one of the few people that I can lean on at CARD, right? So he holds me up. He is a a dear, dear friend uh, for me personally. We've actually, with our families, traveled together. And I love Hank. Uh, He will be a part of my life forever. I am very, very grateful to him for uh, everything that he does, has done at CARD. I wanna say, I mean, I'll just keep jumping in and saying these things but i do want to say that hank is uh one of the few people who uh, pretty much has will always jump in and do what is needed and that could be something that no one else wants to do and he will actually become an expert at it and get it to a level of excellence and he has done that over and over at his career at card and let's bring him on and Yeah, let's get him in here. Uh, Hank
1: Moore, everybody. I see him there, but there he is. He's coming up. Do we have his camera on? Hank, can you turn your camera on? Oh, I'm hearing him, but I'm not seeing him. Is it working now?
0: We can hear you now, Hank, we're not
1: seeing your camera. Can you put your camera on? Yeah, it should be on now. We are getting a blue picture while uh, I'm uh, while we're figuring that out. I'm going to tell the Hank story. And I don't know if you've heard this story, but Hank has heard this many times. So when I, I, the way I came to know about card and get card services for my son is that my work sent me to a home and it was people who had a son who was being treated at card. And uh, so, and, and before I left their house that day, Uh, they, they sent me home with a whole bunch of stuff. I took all these notes, but they sent me home with a book and the book was a real boy by Christina Adams. And that book became my new Bible. I read that book. That book was so dog-eared. I lived like, and I, and I would reread every page like five times. I took it with me everywhere. It had food stains on it. It had been in the bathtub. This book was my guiding light. As, and, and I said, we're going to be at CARD because it was the story of a boy, his mom telling the story about what it was like for him at CARD. And it was my everything. And in the book, and we've had Christina on the show many times, uh, in the book, she, you know, something happens with her son. And she says, so I called Hank. Uh, You know, I called CARD and talked to Hank, and I couldn't wait to hear what Hank said about this. And this happened, and Hank said this, and Hank said this, and Hank, 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 Hank. And all I wanted was a Hank in my life. I didn't know about CARD particularly, but I wanted a Hank in my life. And it was like the thing that everybody could hope for, that you have this autism expert that you call up and you say, Hank you know, this happened, what do I do about it? And Hank tells you what to do about it. And every time she would talk to Hank, things got better. Great. So we started card and I, I meet Sienna. I don't, I don't meet Dr. Grand Pichet, who I also look forward to. I didn't see Hank. And in that first meeting I said, is Hank here? And and she was like, Hank, no, Hank doesn't work at this office. And I was like, I don't get to meet Hank. I don't get to meet Dr. Grand Pichet And I don't get to meet." And she said, well, you might get to meet Dr. Grand Pichet at some point, but no, Hank doesn't work at this office. Uh, he works at another card office. And I was like, am I ever going to get to meet Hank? And she was like, I, I, I don't know. I mean, I guess that might happen, right? So every time we would come in for clinic, I would be like, is, is Hank here? And I'd be keeping my eyes peeled for Hank. Never met Hank. And every time I met somebody at card, I would be like, do you know Hank? And they were like, Hank. Yeah, I've met Hank. And I'm like, tell me everything about Hank, you know, but I never got to see Hank. And over the years, I was like, I don't know if Hank exists. I started to doubt that Hank was a person. Did he exist? I don't know. And then I start, I come to CARD as an employee. And I remember getting the tour and I'm like, is Hank here? No, Hank doesn't work at this location. He works at this far away. And in my head, I'm like, I'm going to visit that location sometime because I want to meet Right, but I'm busy doing other things now. And finally, there comes a day where they say to me, "I'm because I'm trying to learn everything I can." They said, "Oh, they're going to be doing a, a training about something. It's an online training. But if you'd like to sit in, anybody who wants to can come up to the, you know, the the big conference room and listen in." So I go up with a couple of other people, one person in particular, and we walk into the the conference room, and and she goes, "Oh, I don't know. Have you ever met Hank?" And I went. Hank, Hank, like, like Hank, like Hank, the Hank. Are you really? Are you? And I started to cry, and I was like screaming, and I had to sit down because I was going to pass out, and I couldn't breathe, and I was like, "Are you really, Hank?" And the other person was going, "What just happened? What? Why are you behaving this way?" And and of course, Hank was very humble, and he was like, "Yes, I'm Hank. I, you know." And I was like. I've waited forever to meet you. I had, like, I didn't know if I was ever gonna meet you. You're really, Hank. And I, to this day, I get goosebumps, story because it meant, and he, like, he's so used to this reaction now. But the other colleague was like, I don't, I feel like I've stepped into an alternate universe. What is, because I was all being professional, but I completely lost it. That and so And he was just so humble. But can I tell you that Hank after that has become such a part of my through line. Hank, Hank was somebody who went in and observed my son in the classroom. Hank was the first, like how many years of therapy had we gone through? And I was talking with somebody and Hank was in the hallway and Hank said the thing that I quote on the time, all the time on the show here, Hank said the thing they were saying, we're we're having trouble with compliance. And, And Hank said, just like, you know, like past the salt. He said, Oh, have you upped the praise? Yeah. And, and I, and I was like, what, what did he just say? That doesn't make sense. But as I grew to understand that, I say that all, all the time on autism live. I also want to say that when we started autism live first, it was was skills live and it morphed to autism live. They didn't let me just come on the air to talk. They, I had people who were assigned to be BCBAs and, and experts in my ear piece. And as I would talk, if I would say something, they would correct me. And then afterwards they would give me tutorials. Hank was one of those people. If wow. people wow. if people love Autism Live um, and what we do at Autism Live, Hank deserves a thank you for a lion's share of that because Hank helped shape what is now Autism Live. So. And and on top of that, now, you know, in the role that Hank is, I'm not the best person at paperwork. And I don't understand computers completely. And whenever the poop has hit the fan, Hank is the person that I go to. And Hank always makes it better. Hank makes it, Hank always says, I want to help you to fix this so I can get you back to your job. And I know he says that to a million other people a million times a day. And the value of that—to know that there is someone in that position that understands and is kind and considerate and level-headed and and uh oh, and loving and empathetic—I I can't tell you how many times I've been ready to leave the building on fire because I couldn't get something to work. That Hank said, "Let me solve this for you, and you go do what you do yes, best." Yes, yeah, and, and it's funny,
2: and, Jenna, it was funny that you said. Uh for the longest time I thought he's doesn't exist. He's imaginary because look, we're still having a hard time getting him on camera. <laughs> <laughs> he's, a man. he's a ghost. And everybody
1: else is like, yeah, I still haven't met Hank because you don't have his camera. Uh I don't know what has gone wrong with your camera, but Hank, are you we can at least talk to you, Hank? Are you there? And now maybe he's he's gone off completely. Well, I sort of want him to be here because he's heard me wax poetic about him before. Because uh, I, whenever, yeah. whenever yeah. there's baby BCBAs, I always tell this story. But do you want to wait and talk about him when he's here, Dr. or do you want to talk about him now?
2: I mean, I, I have a lot to say. So I'll, I'll go for it. And, and hopefully he'll be able to join us. If not on video, he can maybe join us on on sound. Yeah. Um, but I will say, like, you know, Shannon, I have... Uh, when, when you're this close to someone, and I am, I, Hank is, uh, fortunately, when, when Hank moved up to LA, he became uh, very close to me in my immediate circle, and he uh, has been one of the few people that I would meet with every week, very regularly, and get his uh, advice and support and kind of share problems with and we problem solved a lot of things together at card so he's he in that capacity i see him as sort of I have always seen him as one of my advisors friends uh colleagues very close circle um but also i want to say that over the years hank has done many different things at card he was um a really really good i actually remember him as a fantastic therapist and i remember him as a fantastic supervisor i remember i know families to this day you mentioned uh, christine adams but there are other families who absolutely adore hank to this day uh regardless of how their child ended up doing in the end but hank is one of those people that not just helped the children but also really really helped the entire family structure and i think that he has been a tremendous uh contributor to just uh, everything that he, all the families need he's been amazing at card. he's been a trainer um he has done workshops all over the country he has just done on every possible role and of course the last several years he's been in charge of compliance which is a really tough area and it's just amazes me that someone who has been working so hard for over 25 years to this day Shannon is willing to take on some of those things that are so uh, just difficult you know if just a week ago he was texting me on a Sunday night saying I'm really worried about something. And I was just thinking to myself, my God, like, you know, to take on the responsibility of an organization as big as CARD um, and to still really care so much is such a unique gift. So let's see Yeah, he is a gift to
1: all of us. Let's see if he. Hank, can you hear us and can you talk? Oh, it's such a bummer. That is such yeah. a bummer. I hope he can at least hear us, um, because we have so much love for him and what he does. Uh, I, you know, here's the irony of it: is that, uh, as I was saying before, when talking about compliance with our kiddos, like he has the best line ever up the praise, um, but then now he's gone into compliance for this whole company. And one of the things that Hank does is, you know, there's all this technology oh. in the company and there's therapists with iPads. And he makes sure that everybody is using their technology properly oh, and makes yeah. sure that there are filters so that people can't be on sites that they shouldn't be. And I have a feeling that his his stuff is wrapped so tight that whatever he can't get through, whatever filter, oh. uh, so that he can get through to us. Uh, which is mean, just that, bumming me that's
2: out true. Shannon. He also is, you know, uh, has for many, many years taken care of the entire payroll at CARD. He oh. has for many years taken care of insurance audits, like you name it, there are a million different things that Hank has been doing at CARD and it's incredible. And he's a huge support to not just me, to, to a lot of us who have been at, uh, headquarters, and uh, he's, he's just absolutely incredible, and has been for you know so many 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 years. So uh, okay, they've
1: identified not- what the issue is. Here's here's what I would like for us to do, um, and Traven's taking responsibility for it. it's my fault, Traven, because I didn't ask people to not join via Safari. That was my fault. I was asked to provide that, and it's my bad. Um, But let's, let's do this. Let's go on to our next guest. And then if Hank can join us, once he gets out of safari and join us, joins us, then we can come back to him and say lovely, lovely things. But I think that Kat is, is waiting for us in the wings. And here's another, oh my gosh, when you talk about people who are able to accomplish things and have been able to change the face of autism in a region in, in, in the world, uh, we're definitely in the neighborhood here. Um, so what a, what a remarkable human being. I'm going to let you uh, say some wonderful things about, we everybody calls her cat, but her name is Catherine Minch Hurd, but talk to us, Dr. Yeah.
2: Her name is Dr. Catherine Minch Hurd. And I want to say that there you talk about, this is one that gives me goosebumps Shannon as well, because truly, if you think about, everything Kat has done, it is pretty astonishing. Uh, You know, Kat is another one who uh, worked with me directly with our kids in the Middle East. Uh, So she was a therapist. She did that for, I think over a year and we'll let Kat tell us more. But then of course she became a supervisor and was a tremendous supervisor in Orange County. And then she moved to Louisiana where uh, she uh, opened our first site in Baton Rouge and then opened multiple other sites uh, right at the very beginning of uh, Louisiana providing insurance coverage. And now we'll let Kat tell us we have multiple sites there. In the meantime, she also got her doctorate finished, I think, when she was uh, in Orange County and and just after going to Louisiana and she also has built her own family and has two beautiful children if I'm not wrong. And let's bring Kat on and and talk to her about all the incredible things she's done over the past twenty years. There she is.
4: Hi. Yeah. And and she looks just like she did twenty years ago, which is ridiculous. Oh, you're too kind. You're too kind <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. How are you. It's good to see you. I'm it's good to see you all. I, one thing I, I noticed lately is we're all saying I miss your face because you know we're a little um, less seeing of each other as we used to. So yeah, yeah, is it true. is
1: great yeah. to see your face, and I and I just love hearing uh, and we want I want to hear your story from the beginning because I didn't meet you. I had talked to you a couple of times, but I don't think I got to meet you until I came to Louisiana. And, and you already had, uh, I think I was there on the day that you opened the second office in Louisiana. Uh, but Vince and I, Vince and my son and I had gone to a conference in New Orleans, such a good time. And we met so many families who came up to our booth crying and saying, when can CARD be here? And we need cards so bad. We need more offices. We need them now. We need them yesterday. And I got to be honest, I was so moved by the families there. And we had to leave. You know, we were there, we we saw the opening of the Denham Springs office, and then we had to leave. And I felt like I blinked and you had put those offices in. And I'll never forget that as long as I live, because I know how desperately those families needed it. And I just... I'm so proud to work at a place where the call was put in and the call was answered. And you were the person who was helming all of that. So on behalf of all of those families, thank you so much. But I, but I do want to hear, how, how did you come to be at GARD?
4: <laughs> um, interesting. Um, I, um, so I, when I was in college, there was an opportunity. A professor came in and said, hey, there's this new thing. Come work with autistic children and you can have free independent study credits. So I did that for a quarter. And and that's when I fell in love with the field, like ultimately, like fell in love, love, love. And so then after that, there was a flyer on campus and I began working for a family privately. And that family began to be supervised by a lady named Colleen. Um, She was with CARD for a really long time as a workshop supervisor. And then Colleen left and Vince became my supervisor. And Vince Mm -hmm. applied the pressure and um, heavily, heavily, heavily (laughs) recruited me to join the Orange County team. Um, So that was my, my, um, my first journey with card. That was in 1999, September of 99. I was officially a Cardian. And then from there, I mean, I've worked with so many of the people that are still here, you know, Vince, Hank, um, Carolyn, Elisa, um, Evelyn, um, it, uh, it keeps wow. going. Like I, I Renat, um, Kathy Thompson, they were all my supervisors. Um, a great, amazing opportunity to grow as a clinician and just continue to understand that what we're doing here at CARD is the best, like literally hands down the best. Um, and I think I heard Doreen mention from there, I um, got the opportunity to live in the Middle East for a year and a half. Amazing, amazing opportunity um, that just furthered me as a yeah. clinician. Came back and jumped right into a BCBA program that Card was sponsoring. Got those credentials, mm-hmm. and then from there, um, I traveled all over for Card. Tokyo, Canada. Then we wow. actually partnered with a center in Dubai for like three years. And so me, John Galley, flew out there every three months for ten days for like three oh years. Oh my gosh! Um, had- that right. <laughs> Yes, yes. And Tokyo was somewhere in there, Canada, um, Hawaii, um, Georgia, Washington, West Virginia, uh, Arizona, um, you name it. I became the like fly girl, um, I guess, and um, traveled all over the U.S. And then ultimately, um, Mm -hmm. I um, somewhere in there got my Ph.D. I, I was actually still traveling to Dubai when I was in my Ph.D. program. Um, I still remember the day I forgot I had a paper due and I was in flight when it was due. Um, oh. That was one of those moments. But um And then, um, you know, I I came to Doreen after um, getting engaged and said my husband wants to move back to Louisiana. And I was like, okay, I'll join the um, QA team. I'll do whatever. I'm not leaving CARD. I can't leave this wonderful organization. You know, they've given me so much. I still have a, a need to give back. And so she's like, sure. And kind of around that time, we learned about the autism bill here in Louisiana and you know, the pieces just started to fall into place, and then I invited Doreen and, and uh, Dr. Dennis Dixon to come out and do a conference, and mm-hmm. um, from there, I mean, I still to this day get families coming up talking about that conference, and that was, what, in 2014, 2013, um, and um, yeah, I went on the news, talked a little bit about CARD here and there, and one center turned into 11, and we're opening a 12th in May, wow, is, wow, and probably another 13th in the end of this year in the New Orleans area. Um, the The people here are very Im- impacted. There's not a lot of good services here, and you know the one thing that we have managed to do is get into the places where these people need us. Um, you know, my my um, my love of Cards mission is that we truly, truly mm-hmm. want to extend treatment and care to as many families as possible. And so that's what we're doing in Louisiana. We have um, truly um, made an impact here and continue to do so.
2: Yeah, but it all starts with you Kat. And I wanna say like, you know, yes, there have been, we've, we've all supported you in one way or another, but it's all you. And you have done an incredible job. It just gives me goosebumps to think about the fact that you built Louisiana the way that you have. like. Truly, really, if we're if we get to like 12, 13 sites there, and each site is at least like twenty kids or something, we're talking, you know, two, three hundred kids that you're you're changing so many lives. And can you imagine if you had not? I mean, it's incredible to me. It's incredible, and what a fantastic thing. And I I also want to say, uh, you know, your folks love you, Shannon. I remember. Uh, when I was still uh, training people, we brought in a whole, bunch, of course, the clinicians all love Dr. Cat because they learned so much from her. But one time we brought in, I think six or seven uh, operations managers from Louisiana to train them, and they were in love with Dr. Cat. Oh my God, it was like having your own personal fan club, you know they they just love you. and I think, it, truthfully, Ken, I think you've also made a tremendous impact on all of these folks that you've trained and supervised and overseen over the years. And I think that's something to be proud of as well. I, and uh, as as I, I say is, and I'm not surprised, because if you remember, I always uh, used to say you you were the hardest working supervisor we ever had for many years uh, the number of hours that cat would work would be ridiculous. And it was true because like sometimes you'd email a cat at like midnight and she'd be working on a project and responding to you at 2 a.m. I'm like, when do you ever sleep? You know, and, and to this day, look at what she's accomplished. It's incredible. And so I'm not shocked, but I do want to make sure you feel the impact you've had and the reach you've had and the lives you've changed. And personally, I want to say that it's been a tremendous joy for me. And it's an honor for me to be able to say that you and I have worked together for so many years and that you are a Card Louisiana. And that is always going to be a big part of my heart. And you are, and I can't wait to come out there. Oh, and Kat, every single year, sends me these crazy cakes from Louisiana <laughs> that I love. What are they called? <clears throat> king yeah. cake. it's a king cake. Yeah, king cakes, right. Yeah.
1: With a baby this, in it, right?
2: Right, with a little baby in it. And so this, this past year when the offices were all closed, she actually sent one to my house, which was
4: amazing. It was amazing and we all rejoiced when we got it. So thank you. I love yeah. it. Well, I truly um, partner with everybody in Louisiana to, to, again, instill in our mission and, and really hands down um, focus on what we're doing here at CARD. I mean, I, I appreciate that you put it on me, but it, I truly have been taught and guided that it's all about how you, who you put in your team and how you partner wow. with them. And, you know, we, some of our centers have 40 to 50 kids, like not 20, wow. we have 40 wow. to 50 kids one of our centers is you know busting at the seam and and we have a long wait list so there's still lots of work to be done here um so many more families to impact Uh, but it's through all the guidance i received from all those other people i just named that really truly i do want to give them credit because i am here because of of who card was even in the beginning like truly like i have been with card for 21 years like and there's just so many people that I have worked with and families. I mean, I still have some families reaching out all the time, like um, "How are you?" or "Here's an update on my kid." Like, just the impact we've had. I mean, some of my my patients are gone through college now and are graphic designers. And what we've done is just truly amazing.
1: Well, it's amazing. You're amazing. You're both amazing. It's <laughs> such a privilege to to be here uh, with both of you and talking about this. Kat, thank you on behalf of all the families whose lives you've touched and that you continue to touch.
4: Oh, Thank you. And thank you, thank Dr. Dr. that for giving me the place to be. And Shannon, for this, this network, have, so many of our families love your program. I mean, constantly, they're constantly quoting it. So That is um, so
1: sweet. Uh, Thank I, you I really so much.
4: It. And thanks for having me on. It's, it's a so thrill, amazing. it's a thrill. Thank you, lots of love, hope to see you soon.
1: Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Okay, so I'm told that we actually have the mystical, the magical, the man Hank Moore joining us right now. Let's—I uh, can see a picture of him. Let's let's get Hank in this room. Hey, he does exist. He does exist.
0: Yes, I do. The, the, guy, the guy who doesn't usually have technical difficulties had a, had had a ton today. It was our
1: that. fault. Mine is I my actually, bad.
0: also had fire alarms going off in my house. My dog barking, so it's it's all good. A little bit it's of a challenge, but we're good now.
1: Well, Hank, we've said so many loving things about you. Did you hear any of them?
0: Oh, I heard all of them. I was blushing like you wouldn't believe.
2: I think he um, did it on purpose, Shannon. I think he wanted to just be gay so that we would have 15 minutes of talking about how much we love him,
3: <laughs> and we did. No,
0: I you heard. It. Tell yeah. your
2: story though. How did you start yeah, it
0: um how did i start card i kind of fell into this by accident so i was going to ucla as a computer science major um, and was about two years into computer science classes and as one of the prereqs to graduate you had to take a psychology class so i went yeah. to the psychology class and in that class i did a demonstration of doing aba with an autistic uh, kid that they had at their clinic there. And they indicated that this is something that you guys can do, the students that are at UCLA could do, if, and get credit for it. And I had always been really good um, with my relatives and their kids and all that sort of stuff. So I was like, you know what, this might be interesting enough. So I went and did it over a summer and learned how to actually apply all the techniques and within, what? one or two quarters at UCLA, I switched uh my major to psychology and kind of went went down that road. And then once I graduated from UCLA, um I my girlfriend at the time was working at CARD. And so she was trying to heavily recruit me to switch over from UCLA's clinic to to CARD's clinic. And at, at that point in time there was a good competition, a good rivalry going on. So I ended up uh, applying to applying to Card meeting meeting Doreen, and she interviewed me and said, "Okay, well, come on board." And so for about what was it? About six months, I worked both at UCLA and at Card, and wanted to kind of see which one would give me the most opportunities. Um, I love UCLA to death, as as most people know, and so it got to one day where I had to make a choice because it was just too crazy of schedules between trying to keep card happy trying to keep UCLA happy without either of them kind of knowing about each other at that point in time so i went to my supervisor at UCLA and said look i want to move up i want to be a supervisor so uh let's do it and she said no way not going to happen so i called it quits at UCLA switched over to to card full time and then Within a good year, I moved up into a supervisory position. That was yeah. what back in '95. So wow. it's been a interesting journey. I always try to say, at this point, with my age, I've spent over 50% of my life at CART. Yeah. And it is, it's,
1: And can, and can I say, thank God, because how much joy and knowledge and assistance and support you have given, like, I I just want to find that person at UCLA who said no and hug them, uh, because it it wasn't meant to be. And, and I, I don't want to go, Oh, your loss, our gain Thanks. Uh, what what a m- tremendous difference it has meant to so many other people, my kid and me included, Hank. And and honestly, I, you know, I want everybody to have a Hank.
2: Everybody <laughs> yeah. deserves
1: Thanks. to have a Hank.
2: Yeah. No. This is my Hank. This is my Hank, <laughs> and I, I I love that. And I have to say, I'm I'm also very grateful that you at some point decided to move up to LA. Because you became such a more integral part of the company as a whole and although you know I can when when people are talented clinicians it's difficult to uh, accept that they are moving into kind of the management operations role because your clinical talent is so needed but at the same time card kind of needed you in these management operations roles and you stood it you you took it and you stepped in and Even though at Time Tank you were running probably the most, the busiest department, uh, when things would happen in another department, revenue cycle, be an example, or admissions or authorizations or whatever, you would say, All right, I'll take that too. Nothing really ever scared you uh, where you would say, I can't handle that. That's not my area. And you just went in, you dove in, you learned all about it, you managed it, organized it, kept people going, uh, and always improved things. And to this day, as tough as the last year has been in so many different ways, you continue to do that. And, uh, and I want to say that also, um, I, I love you very much. I love your beautiful family, as you know. Um, and I'm very, very grateful that we have the chance to spend any time of our lives together. We've had good years, and I'm hopeful that we will have many more years to come. And I thank you for all the kids out there and all the families who you continue to influence in one way or another.
0: Thank you. I appreciate it. Now, it's, it's, it's been a good road at CARD. It's re- card has been responsible for so many good things in my life, including my wife and my family.
2: Um, That's because- right. You made your wife a card. That's true.
0: Yep. So it's 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 always there's always been ups and downs, um, but what I've always said is card is always taking care of me, and That's I, awesome. I think that'll continue to continue to grow and prosper.
1: That's but awesome. I just realized something for the first time, which is silly. have realized this a long time ago that you are cards yoda you are the yoda (laughs) of cards you're the centered grounded teacher that we all kind of gravitate to that can handle anything and you know there's there's no monster too big for hank to slay and but you do it in a place of centered you are the you are cards yoda we need to now make t-shirts yeah Uh,
0: (laughs) It's it's funny that you say that because usually most people at card think I'm Darth Vader. Uh, yeah, they are scared yeah, of no. him.
2: That's true. They are scared. Yes,
1: which I find luscious and special. Uh, <laughs> but you know, it's because you 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 wield a big lightsaber, but you are the Yoda. That is it. I, I'm I'm done for the day because that's the thank that you. is the perfect analogy, uh, and I just thank you, Hank for everything. You know, you've touched so many parts of our lives. You laid down the path um, that, that made Christina write the book that I followed. And then, and then I got to meet you, like, I didn't get to meet you for the longest time, but I got to meet you right when we needed you. And, and then you pointed us down the right path then, and you pointed the path for Autism Live as well. So big hugs, my friend. I adore you. you.
0: Thank you.
2: Love you very much, and yes, have a wonderful, wonderful, day. Thank you so much for coming so we could share you with everyone.
0: No problem. Thank you so much. I appreciate it.
2: Love you. Take care. He does exist. Bye-bye. <laughs> uh,
1: so, Dr. Grampy we have, uh, by my recollection, we have about five minutes left, and I would love to ask you, how did you start and how did CARD start? Because it's a story that I, I've heard a little bit, but everybody needs to hear
2: more. Oh, that's nice. I'll I'll keep it quick. Um, so I started in that same class that Hank was talking about because I was an undergraduate at UCLA as well. And, but this is way before all of these folks, right? So this was in uh, the seventies. And so it was late seventies when I took a class with Ivar Lovas. And uh, it's, you know, it's amazing that I ended up uh, I loved the class it was on it was called operant conditioning and it had just a behavior modification it was all about how to change behavior and I loved loved lovas he was uh, a fantastic uh teacher and so I took his class and then I ended up taking uh the practicum course that followed it still as an undergrad um and then I started working with children on the first child I had Uh, was a young boy called Corey, and he was amazing because he was in some ways very delayed and in other ways extremely advanced so he was he had a very strong visual memory he uh, I had taken him to my house and he the second time I took him he was like wait the colors have changed like he remembered things that I, I was just like okay what is this autism because This is like, these kids are just geniuses in some ways, and I have to figure out what this is. And so I ended up, I got my undergrad degree at UCLA, and then I ended up reapplying for a master's and doctorate, PhD, and I got in uh, to UCLA. And obviously, I actually got into some other really good universities, but decided to stay there just because um, I was really comfortable there, I knew Lovas, I knew all the professors, and I loved the program, and I loved, I was already working at the Autism Project, so I ended up staying as a grad student, then took over, became in charge of that clinic at UCLA, so I was kind of, I set up these courses that Hank and some others mentioned uh, in, in our interviews, Um, and basically um, trained, I don't know, hundreds or thousands of students at that point because I was teaching also the larger classes, which were like 300 uh, students per class. So, and did a lot of that and started seeing patients. We didn't have funding back in those days. So I set up a funding source with the regional centers, started seeing kids at UCLA, and I was part of the big study in 1987, where we actually recovered half of our kids at UCLA. That was a big deal. And of course, there's a lot more to be said, Shannon. Uh, but you know, after I left UCLA, obviously my heart was in autism. And so I was doing my postdoctoral work and getting my license. And while I was doing that, I, I opened an, an office. And uh, that was uh, the first card office. And at that point, I was doing you know, therapy supervision, uh, billing, writing reports, uh, intakes, diagnosis, everything, um, and gradually hired some of these amazing people. So the year that I opened was 1990. It was June of 1990, actually, or July, because I had just graduated in June. And you know, uh, in our in another show, we'll be interviewing Evelyn Kahn, who joined me, I believe, in '92. Uh, I think we also have Nilu on here who joined me, I think, in 91. Hank and Vince and these folks came just a few years later, 93, 94. So, you know, I, I was building the company and these folks were with me from the very beginning.
1: But in the beginning, when you left UCLA and opened your first clinic, did you have any idea like, did you, cause I see you all the time and I see your wheels turn and I go, oh my gosh, what's she thinking now? Cause you, you've done a lot of things, but back then you, I mean, I don't think people realize because you tell your story in such a way that I don't think people realize when you talk about being at UCLA, how old were you when you started at UCLA?
2: Yeah, I was really young because I had skipped uh, like first grade. And then I also did, uh, 11th and 12th together, which because the American system was a little easier than I had. So I was 15 when I started. And so I was really young. Also when I finished, I was 27. I just turned, I think 27 or, or short when I opened car, I was 27. So I was very young. Um, and, but you know, it's, it's, there was never a question. It was, I always kind of, the path was very clear. It was like, there was a light on this path. This was the path. It was a, It was many, many, many little decisions that had to be made, like the second card office, right? The first was clear. The second was simply that uh, I had a supervisor level gentleman who worked for me. He was a very smart guy Wasn't? and he was moving to New York. And I said, why can't I open a site in New York? I already knew a lot of patients in New York who were asking me for help. So. It just everything was kind of the right little decision, and it ended up being this incredible thing. And so I think I was—it was very much a guidance from the universe that I this is what I should do. And what? But but I guess what was in the beginning?
1: What was the mission? Like I have things that I'll say to myself, and I go in the beginning when we started Autism Live, I had to say to myself you just try to tell, t- try to save somebody five minutes and $5. And and if okay. you can help them to feel like they have a place to go where they can learn and save five minutes and $5, then I did my deal for the day. That was yes. my mantra for a lot of the days. What was your mantra in the beginning? What was your mission in the beginning? So my
2: mission, and I can tell you, It was very, very early on. The thing that sparked a light in my heart was when I would meet with the moms, the mom of a child who was coming to UCLA and their child was in clinic or in therapy and the mom would come over to my office and they would start telling me of all their fears and they would cry. And I would hold them literally and say, it's all going to be fine. I promise you it's going to be okay because either we're going to get you through this. It's going to be fine. And that for many, many, many years to this day, Shannon, honestly, to this day, when I do intakes, when I go and do a diagnosis and a parent is pleading with me and saying, what do I do? Just tell me I need help. I, how can you walk away from that? That was the thing that got me back then, which was, we're talking, you know, 1980s, and still gets me to this day, is I have to help this individual through this extremely difficult time. So for me, it has always, the thing that's pushed me is the parents, but and then the thing that has rewarded me is the children. So it's kind of like I've been drawn to help the moms, the dads who, I can't can't leave them in this journey alone because I've been through this path so many times. I can just stand by them, right? And then when I see the children, it's just so rewarding that I'm like, look, look what we're doing. It's the best thing you could ever wish for. That's what has guided me.
1: That's amazing. And I have to say to you, whew, like there've been so many times in my life that I have had the thought, if not, what if, what if you had not been there? That, you know, there's that, that wonderful Christmas movie, It's a Wonderful Life, when George Bailey gets to see what his life would be if he had not existed. And I, I think that you are someone who um, walks a path of grace And I, but I think that you, that you feel constantly because people like me and other people, and you see the kiddos uh, and we try to tell you, but I can't even imagine what this world would have been, what our life would have been like, who my child would have been uh, had it not been for you. And I also say that to me personally, this journey that I have been on with you in this last decade has been an incredible journey that I'm excited to continue Uh, But I've learned so much from you personally, uh, just in life, about how to lead, how to handle things that are disappointing, how to handle when, when, when people just my, my, I have a better philosophy of life from being around you. I'm a better person. And I'm a better mom for knowing you. And I know that there are a million people who feel that way. So all right, now I've, I've wept all over the place. We're out of time. Uh, and it's a good thing i'm a watercolor painting in the rain um but i adore you i'm so grateful for you i'm so grateful that that you created this place where so many people have come and found their passion and so many people have brought their children and rediscovered their children uh and rediscovered themselves so amazing uh, I adore you. We're going to continue with these shows. We have we have more of them. This is not the end, but it's it's the end for today. We're back with Autism Live tomorrow. Until then, give your kiddos a hug from me and one for you too. Bye bye for now.